Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Nothing pre-recorded here. Tuesday, six oh five. What time? Well, let's see. We're in February, right? February the eighth. Happy birthday, Judge Josh. Um, that, that was a big highlight for me today. I went to court today. You know, this little promo that my man uh, Matt uh, recorded talks about taking my experiences in the courtroom and bringing them into your household. So I was in the Southern District of New York today. That's five hundred Pearl Street. It's a beautiful. Federal building. I was going to say new, but it's not that new anymore. But they keep it immaculate. And um, I, I passed up a big opportunity, folks. And you're going to tell me whether I was right or wrong. As I'm walking into the courthouse, there's all the uh, the camera guys who I know from the various cases that I've been involved in, and they're always there trying to snap my client's picture, and 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 we're running away from them at times, and running towards them at other times, depending on the situation. But I was like, all right, guys, well, I know you're not here for my case, so what's the deal? And they're like, Sarah Palin is up there, the New York Times, Sarah Palin. And I, I passed up the opportunity to go and, and observe because I was so focused on the case at hand, which was a um, very serious federal case. And um, I was in front of a judge who I will name because I'd like to compliment him, uh, Judge Stein, of the Southern District of New York. He's a he's been there a quite a long time. He, I believe he was appointed by President Clinton. Um and it was it's so refreshing when you go before a judge who just tells it like it is from the beginning. There's no games, there's no gamesmanship. Um and it, it, there's a lot of efficiency and basically he told he told the whole courtroom from the beginning what his tendency was regarding sentencing. This was a sentencing. And, you know, what does that do? What, how does that help everyone, including you listening at home? There are resources that are expended every time we're in a courtroom. There are resources that are expended by all the staff, et cetera, et cetera. And the more time that's spent on something that, that doesn't need a lot of time spent on it, it's just a waste of money. So the judge came in, and after we went through a, lot of, a bunch of formalities that because of his uh, seniority and his experience, he's able to streamline them. And he... Um, basically told us what he, what he believed the appropriate sentence would be from the get-go. And it was something that was very favorable to my client. And therefore, I did what you would call take some of the mustard off of the hot dog. I already knew where I was. I was basically had arrived at where I wanted to go, so there's no reason to drive anymore. And, I mean, I, I made a few remarks uh, and, and explained a couple of little things to, to the court, really just to make a record so if anyone looks back at it, they know what was going on. And I sat down 
because, you know, I, I, as I said, I had arrived in my location. Now, there was another situation where I was in front of uh, uh, Judge Rakoff, who is the judge actually presiding over the Sarah, Sarah Palin case. And he came in and did the same thing, except I, I hadn't arrived where I thought I should have right from the beginning. And um, it's a case that I was quite proud of. Actually, it's it's. I think I have the the media the clip of it on my uh, website where he came out. And he said, "Mister, I, I, I'm just telling everyone here. I'm giving you, I'm giving your client 24 months. Uh, Mister Idala, is there anything you'd like to say about that?" And I literally had two files in front of me. One that had like one piece of paper that had what happened with Judge Stein, which was he said, "This is what I'm going to do," and it was going to be a very abbreviated presentation and then there was the other file and sadly for well and it has a happy ending i grabbed the other file and after 40 minutes of me arguing quite passionately i may add uh judge rakoff who's a very very well respected judge uh said well every once in a while there's a lawyer who walks into my courtroom like mr idala and actually changes the court's mind and that's not me bragging. That's just me telling you. I mean, pl- trust me. There's plenty of other times with that. That is not the result. But um, to to watch the the justice system in action, you know, I'm so privileged and honored to be able to be a tiny little piece of that. Uh, you know, and again, it is pretty cool. Sarah Palin's upstairs. That's the same courthouse where Michael Avenatti was. Across the street is the state courthouse where Judge Josh practiced, well, is, is a sitting judge, and, uh, you know, where I charged the Harvey Weinstein case. And, you know, watching judges judge, um, you know, it, it's a very, very cool part of our system. And who becomes those judges uh, is a very big part of the system because I'll tell you why. A big case today that I have not heard being covered a lot took place in the United States Supreme Court, and it has to do with congressional seats, and it has to do with uh, the census and redistricting and who sits where. Now, we touched a little bit yesterday about um, Alexandra Biaggi is now going to run for the congressional seat that Tom Swazi is giving up. Because why? I don't believe she was able to run for it previously due, on, due to her um, residency. But they, they redrew Swazi's seat so that now it encompasses an area where she does reside. It goes all the way into the Bronx and a piece of Westchester. So now she can run for that seat. Here's what I want to know. Because Ms. Biaggi is a, a you know, very progressive reformer candidate. How, what role did she play? And I don't know what role she played. But what role, if any, did she play in drawing that map? Now, I, I got to tell you, to me, if that map was drawn by her or her committee uh, in Albany and it was drawn specifically so that she could run for that seat, that stinks to high heaven to me. And the other seat in Brooklyn, it, well, it's Staten Island seat, uh, where it is um, it's redrawn now to so have all of Staten Island, but it cuts out the more conservative part of Brooklyn and then bleeds into the more liberal part of Brooklyn. And now that's what Bill de Blasio says he's going to run for. You know, it just this whole gerrymandering thing doesn't sit well with me. And the United States Supreme Court addressed a case today out of Alabama, out of Alabama, where um, they looked at the census and they said that uh, some of these congressional seats were discriminating against black voters. And the lower court said, yes, you need to redraw the congressional seats so that it um, it encompasses more of the black population in the state of Alabama. And 
what happened was that the court ruled today in a five to four ruling with Chief Justice John Roberts, who was appointed by George W. Bush. Uh, he sided with Justice Kagan, Sotomayor and Justice Breyer, who were known as the three liberal members in a five to four decision. They're saying, no, 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 no. Maybe maybe you're going to redraw the district, but you're not doing it now. It's already too close to Election Day. And Justice Brett Kavanaugh, um, who, you know, took uh, Justice Kennedy's seat, he was joined by Justice Alito uh, uh, in a, uh, a written opinion that said, and they made it clear, to stay the order, meaning to stay the order to draw a new congressional seat, does not make or signal any change to the voting rights law. It was necessary, he wrote, because the lower court had acted too soon before an upcoming election. Quote, when an election is close at hand, the rules of the road must be clear and settled. Uh, so he made it clear that they're not, this is not a final ruling. Uh, this, they're not overruling any, uh, any part of the voting rights law, but that they don't want to interfere. They don't want the court to play a role in an upcoming election. Now, in dissent, the Chief Justice, uh, Just, Justice Roberts, said that Alabama, that the Alabama lower court that ruled there should be a new congressional district had, quote, properly applied existing law in an extensive opinion with no apparent errors for our correction. So you have the chief justice saying that there should be, uh, there should be a new congressional seat drawn up. And then you have Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Alito and Justice uh, well, everyone else, Gorsuch, Thomas, uh, Amy Comey Barrett saying, well, maybe, but we're not, we're going to fully brief this. We're going to fully argue this. And then we're going to, going to decide where the congressional district goes. Stop, folks, this stuff matters. All of these districts matter because like right now, the Democrats are in control of New York state. And they're re- redrawing the congressional seats basically to eliminate Republicans. Um, and, you know, this that's what's called gerrymandering. And it's been going on for a long time. And I find it fascinating. But I also, um, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned. As I said, I'll, I'll go I'll end where I began, which is if uh, Senator Alessandro Biaggi is on the committee that draws the lines and then the congressional lines, and then she draws congressional lines in, so that a, a district is created that favors her winning, I, I do, I really have a problem with that. I think some sort of independent bipartisan commission, not by elected officials, maybe by retired judges or retired officials, uh, people who are qualified, I'm not talking about grabbing anyone off the street. And then they should look at the census. They should look at where the lines are drawn. And then they should be the ones that say, how do we draw a district that adequately reflects the people, not just by the color of their skin, but by their ideology, their socioeconomic status, et cetera, et cetera. I think we need to do better than this. I think it needs to be examined. I'll tell you one guy who's totally looking into this is uh, former city councilman Sal Albanese. And uh, we're going to try to get him in the studio to talk about it real soon. Hold on. We're going to talk about masks in a moment. So. 
So speaking about masks, I'm hoping that uh, that my son's mask will be coming off soon. And when I think about my son or my sons and my daughter and I think about my age and I think about always wanting to make sure that they are taken care of and they are protected. I then think of Connors and Sullivan, because if I wasn't around to make those decisions, who will? And uh, and obviously I have a wife and I want to protect her as well. And what happens if, God forbid, something happens to Marianne and I simultaneously? That's why you go to Connors and Sullivan and you make sure they look at your whole estate. They look at all your dependents and then they decide what you need. You need a will. You need a trust. You need a power of attorney. You need a health care proxy. You do. You need a living will. And what is your overall estate plan? The goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. You're going to get a free consultation with a lawyer with no obligation. Remember, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. So call Connors and Sullivan. You could go to one of their locations in either Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. You could call them at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Right now, I have Dr. Lawrence Haynes. Dr. Lawrence Haynes, otherwise known as Lorenzo, sometimes known as Lolo. But when you're in the emergency room of Maimonides Medical Center, he is known as the man you want to go see to make you feel better. Whatever it is, he'll he'll point you in the right direction if he can't fix it right there and then. Good evening, Dr. Lawrence. How are you, sir? Hey, Arthur. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure to, to be on your show. And I really... Uh, approve of the music choice that you that you chose for me, Boys Don't Cry. Well, 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 here's the subject matter, Dr. Lawrence, and I know this is not exactly your area of expertise as a doctor, but as a combination of a doctor and a father, at this point in society, you know, they say boys don't cry. Do you know when I cried, Lawrence? Take a guess when I would cry. When that guy with the cry. handlebar mustache, you know, that guy with the handlebar yeah. mustache would... Right? My, that would be my dad. Padre Lou. Padre Lou. And, you know, when I was bad, and, and le- like legitimately bad, 
he did not hesitate to warm my backside. Not only did he did he not hesitate to do that, again, in a, an appropriate, controlled way, he would only take me to school on, like, the first day of school in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And he could imagine this, how different the world is. And he would tell the teacher, my teacher, he would say, listen, it, it's my opinion that when he's in your care, you are the equivalent almost of his parent. And if he gets out of order, I have no problem with you warming his backside. Now, let's fast forward from 1974 to 2022. And as a father and as a doctor, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about child discipline in the modern era? Well, yeah, you're right. It's not my area of expertise, but um, I do have kids. As you know, I have a five-year-old just like you do, and it can be really frustrating. And I think... You know, the pendulum has really swung the other direction. No one approves of hitting children anymore. I don't necessarily think that's, that's really the, the way to go. I mean, I, I was definitely spanked as a kid as well, and I turned out okay, I think. I think the vast majority of people were spanked when, when in our generation, and we all turned out fine. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, that, you know, the timeout really works for me, Um Oh, you mean uh, you talking about when your wife puts you in timeout, it just straightens you out? Is that yeah, what you mean? Exactly right. Yeah, it straightens <laughs> me out. <laughs> uh, taking away their devices really, really works as a motivator. Taking away the iPad, um, and sometimes I, I get to my wit's end, and I feel like you know that maybe a little spanking is is not so bad when they're when they're really really bad, and they're even though you tried everything else when all else fails, maybe that needs to be the line that you draw. So a good friend, a good. A, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lawrence. As long as you do it with, and not in the heat of the moment, right? You're not angry and lashing out. As long as it, it's, it's controlled, measured, it's controlled, and you've given that to them as the ultimatum, and they still push it past that line, then, then you gotta you gotta stand up for yourself. Yeah, I, you know it's interesting, and one of the reasons why I brought this up, and you know, it, we we're blessed with two beautiful children, two, two who are like more like brothers than cousins. Um, for those of you who don't know Lawrence, Dr. Lawrence Haynes is my brother-in-law. It's my wife, Marianne's sister, Dr. Chrissy, who was my first guest on this Idola Power Hour. It's their husband and wife. They're two doctors, and husband and wife are two lawyers. It's like a, I don't know, it's a, I guess a pretty nice situation uh, that I sometimes take for granted. But, Lawrence, I was with a good friend of mine yesterday who's got children who are a little older, like 15, 16 boys, a boy, and who's... You know, he finds the child to be his son to be very disrespectful. And he said to me in a moment of reflection, he goes, you know, I think I needed to be a little harder on him when he was younger and to teach him respect and discipline when he was much younger. And maybe I wouldn't have those problems today. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. You you reap what you sow, right? If you if you let them get away with everything when they're a toddler, then it's just going to be magnified when they're a teenager. You have to you have to be consistent from the time of birth all the way through. And if you let them get away with stuff when they're little, they're going to get away with stuff, or they're going to try to get away with stuff as they get older. So let me tell you what I tried to get away with today, although I didn't really realize I was violating any uh, new rule. Um, I went into this, uh, to the Southern District of New York, into the courthouse today, and as you know, um, because I think we've been gifted a few, I wear these Idola Bertuna and Camens, these like nylon masks. Uh, they're like polyester nylon, and they're they're thick enough, but and but they're very comfortable. They're obviously not a ninety five or a KN ninety five, but for a long time they have been um, like good enough. But today I walk into the, the Southern District, 
And the marshal, before I even could go in, and you have to register, and how many times I've been vaccinated, and et cetera, et cetera. And have I been boosted? Have I been, you know, the whole form just to get into the courthouse. And he says, he hands me a mask. I go, I got a mask. He goes, that's not good enough. I said, what do you mean this is not wow. good enough? I've been wearing this thing for two years almost. What do you, yeah, that's not good enough. I said, have you seen the cover? Now, I'm being nice to the guy. I know this is not his decision. I go, have you seen the cover of every newspaper in New York? The, 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 the Daily News, the Post, the Times? It all says that New Jersey is ending the mask mandates for children. Uh, the, the, um, Connecticut is. All of a sudden, my mask, we're, we're upgrading. And he just like looked at me and shrugged. So, I mean, Lawrence, what doctor, I should call you Dr. Lawrence Haynes, since that's who you are on the show right now. Leo, let's have a conversation you can, you can about me. <laughs> Can I call you Lolo? You can call me whatever you want. All right. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell, so where are we, Lawrence? I mean, you, 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 you literally uh, were swimming in, in COVID. You were literally swimming yeah. in the coronavirus in March and April of 2020 into May. I mean, you were, man, you went through hell. And I, I watched a tiny little bit of it firsthand. So I I know you're not going to take this for granted. I know you're not going to take it lightly. But where are we now? I mean, your kids go to school with masks. My kids go to school with masks. Where are we now with children in classrooms and masks? Well, I think that the the impetus for people changing the, the type of masks came out of some information that we learned from research that those cloth masks are really not adequate to prevent the transmission of disease in close quarters. You know, when I'm at work and I'm, like you said, swimming in COVID, I'm wearing an N95. Um, and that's been shown to be effective at preventing the disease. The cloth masks, less so, especially with this super contagious Omicron variant. It, it seems to be cutting right through not only masks, but the, the vaccine and the boosters. Um, the good thing about it, though, is that Omicron tends to be less severe, especially in those people that are protected with vaccines. You know, it's, it, it really is like a cold or a flu, and you're not going to get, be hospitalized or die from it if you have the protection of the vaccine. And right now, at this point in time, Omicron came on like a wildfire. It really hit us hard and fast. So what was it like in your Brooklyn hospital in, you know, in the, from basically middle, early December to middle uh, January? Yeah, it was, it was basically the whole month of January. It was just a deluge of patients that had stuffy noses and sore throats and body aches and fever that were looking for help. They tested positive. They wanted some help. And, they, you know, we, we did have some, some things to offer them. We had monoclonal antibodies that we could give them as an infusion. Um, now they have uh, antiviral pills that we can give. Um, but for the, by and large, most of those people, the disease was mild. It was only in those people that were completely unvaccinated or those people that were elderly, immunocompromised, um, that were, were getting sick and hospitalized. But I, I, it was just a tremendous deluge of patients. And at that time, because Omicron was evading the vaccine, a lot of the hospital staff were out sick as well. So we were right. taking I... on more patients with less staff. It was, uh, it was a big strain on the system. But it was far different, far different than spring 2020 when people were coming in and dying at my feet, when I was intubating 12 patients in, in a shift when I would hear the codes upstairs of people dying, when EMS was told not to bring patients if they died in the field to the, to the hospital, where there were morgue trucks outside, uh, refrigerated semi-trucks outside my hospital. It was, it, it was a far different this, 
Right. So, Lawrence, and believe me, I, I, again, from afar, but I lived through that with you. Um, so I know, you, as again, you just made the case for yourself that you don't take this lightly. So Mayor Adams calls you tonight. Hey, Dr. Lawrence, I heard you on Idala's show. What, what should I do with the masks for, for the kids in the school? Uh, well, I think it's time. I think it's time to lift the masks. The, the kids have paid a dire price. For this disease, you know, the old people, old elderly people did suffer a lot. They suffered a lot of sickness and death. Um, and I think initially it was right to mask everybody up and to be as careful as possible. But but now we know that kids don't really get that sick by and large. You know, the, there's an occasional case of a kid getting sick and having to be in the hospital. But that's the case with the flu. That's the case with other viruses like RSV. So, All right, Lolo, we got eight okay. seconds left. I just want to thank you. You heard it here first on the Idola Power Hour. Dr. Haynes says, take the masks off the kids. It's time. Thanks, buddy. Definitely time. I'm Lou Dobbs. The U.S. trade deficit hit record levels in December. Ford and GM cracking down on dealers who are adding fees. And Super Bowl guacamole may be endangered by inflation. Those stories next. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian health care sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now. And they love it. In fact, MediShare has doubled the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to health care sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE. The U.S. trade deficit under President Biden rose to record highs in December. The Commerce Department reports the annual deficit for Biden's first year in office ballooned by 27% to $859 billion, which eclipsed the previous record set back in 2006. Automakers General Motors and Ford clamping down on some of their own dealers around the country, warning them to curb the practice of adding local fees to the suggested retail price of new cars and trucks. Doing so, they say, reflects poorly on their brands and could easily alienate customers. The carmakers say they may withhold shipments to dealers violating their order. On Wall Street, stocks rallied the Dow Jones Industrials today, up 371 points. And avocado prices have doubled in recent months, making guacamole for your Super Bowl buffet an endangered item. Join me next time. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. 36 degrees. We have cloudy skies on this Tuesday evening. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, New Jersey will be lifting its school mask mandate in March. Will New York be next? Governor Kathy Hochul has hinted over the last few days that 
The indoor mask mandate could soon be dropped, but the school mask mandate may stay in place a little bit longer. Statewide COVID mandate that requires New Yorkers to wear a mask or show proof of vaccination to go into public spaces is set to expire on Thursday. The school mask mandate statewide expires on February 21st. Hochul says she will update the COVID rules on Wednesday. There's debate over whether to make outdoor dining structures a permanent part of New York City. Scott Pringle covered a hearing on that matter today. The bill under consideration would make outdoor dining permanent and have restaurants pay about a $1,000 fee for the dining sheds and an annual renewal fee. Some testify this will continue to help the struggling restaurant industry and New Yorkers are enjoying outdoor dining. However, others like Councilwoman Julie Menon have problems with the structures. I'm deeply concerned about sanitation issues, emergency vehicular access, rat infestation, design issues and noise. The DOT Commissioner Idonis Rodriguez responded saying they take the concern seriously and would create standards and have inspections. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Scott, thank you. Take a look at the traffic, 15 and 20 minutes outbound at the Holland Tunnel, 10 to 15 inbound from 1 and 9, not bad from the turnpike approach. 15 and 20 minutes outbound at the Lincoln inbound, we're good. And the George Washington Bridge checks in problem-free. In Queens, lots of volume on the eastbound LIE from the BQE right out to the Cross Island Parkway. Grand Central delays start eastbound LaGuardia and take us out to the Kew Gardens Interchange. Southbound Cross Island heavy from the Throgs Neck right on down towards Belmont Park. Partly cloudy skies tonight, overnight low 31. Sunshine tomorrow, high 45. Sunny on Thursday, high of 49. Sunny on Friday, with a high of 47, then a nice weekend on the way. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. And the boys at Platinum-Mitsubishi.com in Freehold... Uh, you know, they uh, never did what Ford and GM just issued an order. I read this in the Wall Street Journal to their dealers telling them they can't gouge. They can't price gouge. So if you walk in and you see a Ford F-150 and it's $42,000, you can't say, oh, but because of COVID, we need $47,000. Mike Esposito and, and Gerard and Angelo and all the other guys over there at Platinum, they never did that. From Dr. Lawrence was just talking about March 2020 and, and, and how horrible things were. They never price gouged on the Mitsubishi products they have and all the used cars they have in any three of their locations. That's why if you're looking for a car, new Mitsubishi, used, anything you want, call 732-863-2788, 732-863-2788, platinum-mitsubishi.com. They are your honest, trustworthy men full of integrity in Freehold, New Jersey. Speaking of learning something new every day, thanks to my friend, Congressman Anthony Weiner, um, I, like, I, I was a little uh, excited about maybe uh, Miss Biaggi creating a new congressional district for where to include her residence. Um, but what Anthony just sent me a text is like, you know, it doesn't matter about uh, your residence. You just have to live in the state uh, of where you're going to be running. So obviously, uh, Alessandra lives in the state of New York. The constant quote, the Constitution requires that members of the House be at least 25 years old, have been a U.S. citizen for at least seven years and live in the state they represent, though not necessarily the same district. A little odd, but okay. That you know, Thank you, Anthony Weiner, for correcting me, because I really like to give accurate information. 
I was corrected once before when um, Congressman Grimm of Staten Island, when he pled guilty to a felony, I uh, inaccurately stated that, well, now he won't be able to uh, run for Congress again. And the Honorable Frank Morano swiftly corrected me and said, no, actually, there is no uh, there is no um, bar for running for Congress if you are a convicted felon, unlike being a lawyer. You can't be a lawyer if you're a convicted felon, or at least there are a, a bazillion hoops you have to jump through to get reinstated. But once you plead guilty to a felony, you lose your law license. So those of you who think us lawyers are just a dime a dozen, just think about how many jobs that you can have if you're a convicted felon and and great jobs and great paying jobs. But uh, somewhere along the way, society has viewed attorneys as being a, a, a special, putting us in a special category. That if you violate the law, if you violate the trust of the people and you're convicted of it, you lose the privilege of serving your community in the capacity of a lawyer if you have committed and been convicted of committing a felony. Now, let's talk about something that is definitely not a felony, but somehow or another, the media is obsessed with this. Yo, Sambolino, give me the breaking news thing. Hold on a second. I got, you know, we're working on this. This is an AM 970, the answer. Breaking news alert. Are you ready for this? I hope everyone's sitting down with all the issues going on right now in New York City. We have a breaking scandal in the Adams administration. It's called Fishgate. Are you kidding me? The cover of the newspapers? The, the, the New York Times has a third of a page on whether Eric Adams eats fish every once in a while? Sweet mother of pearl. I mean, is this what we're going after the mayor about? I mean, there may be some very legitimate topics that we're going to discuss, but we're going after the mayor of the city of New York, who I don't believe he personally ever said he was a vegan. Um, and if he did say he's a vegan and he cheated on it by having a piece of filet soul, holy Moses. But you know what? He admitted it in his own words. And if you look at a person who states, I'm the mayor of the city of New York and I'm perfectly imperfect. So if I can be the mayor, then you can be the teacher, the engineer, and anything you want. Ignore the noise. So even in this this silly moment, this really silly moment, he's trying to make it into a learning experience. He's basically saying, hey, listen, I'm the mayor and I'm not perfect. So I eat fish every once in a while. Who knows? Maybe he even like ate a piece of lamb on Greek Easter. I mean, who cares? You know, who cares what he's putting in his body? The guy looks good. He put out there somewhere. He goes, look at pictures of me eight years ago when I was unhealthy and and uh, had diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. And I just changed my whole life around. He wrote a book about it. But, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a acquaintanceship with Carol Alt, the uh, former supermodel who, uh, you know, she's 60 years old. She looks like she's 41. And she's on a raw diet. But she eats, uh, she eats protein every once in a while. She'll have a bite of salmon. And you know what she always said to me is, is if you cheat for a day or, or two days or three days, just get back on the wagon. So, But I, the fact that there's, there's all of this stuff, it's on the cover of the Daily News. Adam's Fishy Food Choices. That's what's on the cover of the Daily News? A third of the page in the Times? 
about whether he eats now whether he eats a little bit of fish with his plant-based diet the bottom line is the guy is, is is looking healthy now he said a couple of other things i eat a plant-based centered life some people want to call me vegan vegans eat oreos and they drink coca-cola i don't i eat a plant-based centered life now I, I I eat the Oreos. I eschew the Coca Cola. There's nothing in it for me. I mean, even maybe I'll have a Diet Coke with Jack Daniels in it, but like a straight up that that's not my move. But here's where the media could have turned on him uh, by what he says next. The more plant based you eat, the better and healthier you are. That is my question to those who are following me around in restaurants, wondering what, what I'm ordering. Listen, I'm not doing that. That's noise for me. I got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based, scented life. And if that's not a answer that people accept, then it's cool with me. Well, you see, now, now, if they wanted to be consistent, right, they want to be consistent from one mayor to another mayor. Remember how much trouble Mike Bloomberg got in, Mayor Bloomberg, because he wanted to, to eliminate the big gulp of people drinking, like, basically gallons of soda at, at a time? Why? Because it is a fact-based, science-based that drinking gallons of soda at at the time at a time is just not healthy for you. So now they could have spun this into, well, it's a new nanny gate. But the way Bloomberg is trying to take soda away from us, uh, uh, the, Eric Adams is trying to take a, a beef hamburger away from us. It, it that at least would have had some bearing. In reality, of okay, they gave it to they gave it to Bloomberg by trying to take the, the the sugar out of the diet. I mean, this is not brain surgery in 2022. I mean, you know, if you go back and you look at episodes of Mad Men, um, or, and you watch them smoking everywhere, if you go back and listen to the old time radio shows and you know, the advertisements on the old time radio shows, smoke camels, filterless camels. Four out of five doctors say smoking camels is good for you. Now, I don't think it was a big scam. I thought that I think they really thought that like there was some medicinal value to the in the tobacco and in the smoke, et cetera, et cetera. But in 2022, like we know all that sugar is bad for you. We know that steak and potatoes five nights a week is really bad for you. We know that having broccoli rob and asparagus and broccoli and and if it's prepared the right way, you know, not putting it in the microwave and cooking it until it's purple, brown and black and wimpy and all the vitamins are gone. But there's no doubt that the Mediterranean diet, which is heavily plant based, uh, is is healthy for you. So I, I think Eric Adams is right. I thought Mayor Bloomberg was right. I think that unfortunately in certain communities, um, Health and health consciousness and what medicine is showing us and what science is showing us, what is healthy for us, which are going to make us live longer, healthier lives. There's like not a lot that's left to, for guesswork anymore. I mean, there, there really isn't. Garlic may make your breath smell bad, but it's good for you. Onions are good for you. The fact that we're giving Eric Adams a hard time on the cover of the papers, a third, a third of a, of a page in the Times over over that he cheat on his vegan diet it just blows my mind but you know why it's good for everyone to be healthy besides the obvious reason well guess what 
when we're not healthy, where do we go? We go to the hospital. We go see Dr. Lawrence Haynes. We go see Dr. Chrissy Haynes. And a lot of times, some people can't afford the insurance. So now the government is paying for it. The government is covering for them through Obamacare or whatever else it is. So ultimately, it does come down to a money game. It should come down to a longevity game. I mean, I have a two-month-old. I'm 54 years old. Yeah, I'm not drinking big gulps. That's just the... However, will I grab a Twinkie every once in a while? Absolutely. Will I have one too many drinks sometimes? Absolutely. And I think that's the, the, the lesson that Eric Adams was trying to put out there. I'm perfectly imperfect. We're all perfectly imperfect. Jesus Christ was perfectly imperfect. But, you know, don't rag on the guy because he ate a piece of fish. If you want to rag on him because, well, we're going to be consistent with what we said about Bloomberg being a nanny state head. He's going to be a nanny state head. Well, that's one thing. However, I think if we listen to Bloomberg and stop drinking big gulps full of gallons of sugar and and take a little more meat and processed food out of our diet and stick to a big head of romaine with some fresh grilled chicken or some of Lenny's fantastic shrimp on top of that from L&B Spumoni Gardens, you're, you're, we're all going to be better off. All right, man. So now you get health, fitness. You got everything here. Um, I'm going to take a breath, and then we're going to talk about monkeys making love. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks ended higher as investors took comfort in corporate earnings reports while awaiting key inflation data, which will be released later this week. The Dow rising 372 points, the Nasdaq up 179, S&P 500 up 38. And shares of fitness equipment maker Peloton surged over 25% after announcing a management shakeup. Its co-founder John Foley is stepping down as CEO, and Barry McCarthy, who served as chief financial officer, officer at Spotify will take over the CEO position held by Foley, who will become Peloton's executive chair. Peloton will also be slashing 2,800 jobs globally to help deal with the drop-off in demand and widening losses. And shares of American Express popped over 3% after the company unveiled its Amex Rewards Checking, its first all-digital consumer checking account. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Inflation just broke a nearly 40-year record thanks to Biden's out-of-control spending, and every second you are losing more of your hard-earned savings. But you can fight back with a gold IRA from Birch Gold. You can protect your retirement from this outright theft. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I'm one of Birch Gold's many happy customers. To learn how to set up your own gold IRA, text the word SHELTER to 989898. Do it now, today. Text SHELTER to 989898. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732 863 
Radio Night Live comes your way tonight, Tuesday night, an abbreviated edition. That means it's concentrated. you got to listen faster to get more out of it. And we'll be talking about travel to Ireland on Travel Night with Valerie Delia. Join me and Val tonight at 7. Smoke Signals Radio, your answer to everything you and all smokers need to know about stopping tobacco with smoking cessation expert Matthew Bars. Matt has a quit rate of 70%, and you can quit too. Smoke Signals, every Saturday at noon on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Well, Kevin McCullough is going to be talking about Ireland tonight. I'm talking about England right now. A British zoo aiming to bolster its population of endangered monkeys hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to visit the enclosure and croon love songs. So they're trying to uh, get the monkeys in the mood to do some monkey business. Uh, through the the music of uh, of Marvin Gaye. Now I'm going to ask you something, Sam Bellino, and Nick, you're next, so you can think about it. Right. Nick is sitting here wearing a T-shirt that has a picture of a boombox on his shirt, like like when we were in the '80s, and mine was like a Sanyo. So you guys are too young. Like, and when you had a boombox, when you actually got the boombox, you worshipped it. I mean, it was the it was big, man. It was, a, you it was like a, 16 double D batteries. Yeah, you need the double D batteries. <laughs> but, you know, you took it to the beach. You took it down the block. You took it to Shore Road. It was the best. Now, when you were like, you know, messing around, making nookie or whatever, whether when you were younger, middle aged, old, whatever you want, did you have a song or an album? Uh, I, you know, Barry White pretty much was uh, really uh, the king of, I think, that kind of set in the mood. I mean, I I admire the zoo for going with Marvin Gaye, but I would have suggested Barry White. You would have, I, listen, I I don't think anyone could argue with you on that. How about you there, Nicky uh, the know, Quickie? Um, Nicky the Quickie, that's I'm what we not, call him. That's what his wife calls him anyway. Well, well, <laughs> Whoa. No, no, well, I'm not not too musically inclined to say, but I'll I'll let my wife make the decision when it comes to music. Oh. I, ju- I just make the decision. It's one of those households. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Whatever. I mean, I, listen, I know a lot of guys, they work their tail off. They come home, they hand their paycheck to their wife. You know, I'm not judging. Just that ain't the way what, it works. Whatever again. makes the magic happen. I'm going with, and now, you know, I'm 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 a romantic, right? I'm Sicilian. I'm a romantic. And, and you know, the lighting has to be right. There's some candles. You got to look under the bongos for some extra extra treats. And the, 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 the music that goes on, it's not a song. It's a whole album. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. You start with Thunder Road, you ease into it there, then you go to 10th Freeze Out, you know, clothes start coming off, and then by the time you hear, like, two, three, by the highway jam, we're broken. I mean, th- I mean, there are fireworks going off in the attic. I mean, the fireworks. Pro- the proper phases. Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, you got to, you got to time it. You got to choreograph. You know, I was a thespian in high school, so you know, I'm prone to the theatrics of, uh, of, and coordination with the music. So, all right, I'm, so I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble with that somewhere <laughs> along the line with someone. Um, I would, I am very happy to announce that the MTA is uh, coming out with a fair capping pilot program where if you use your Metro card a X amount of times, I think it's 12 times uh, between Sunday 
or is it Monday and Sunday, after the 12th time, you get your car turns into an unlimited ride. Um, so, yeah, it starts Monday morning. So your first swipe Monday, uh, you get 12 swipes and then that you pay for, and then you got to keep on going. So if you're a messenger and you're someone who is on the train a lot, more than 12 times, well, then this is for you. Um, it, look, they're trying to get people onto, back onto the subways. We all know we need a nice safety report. We need the new police commissioner to come out in March or April and May uh, or as soon as possible and say, hey, crime has plummeted in the subways. We have the anti-crime units out there, which are undercover units. We have more uh, uh, in-uniform police officers, and we're able to say that crime has gone X amount of percentage. And, you know, there was a time not that long ago where you were safer, statistically speaking, underground than above ground. You were safer on the subways. Statistically speaking, there was less crime going on on the subways than there were on the streets. Um, So... Let's hear it for the MTA. That's, you know, that's a state-run organization, but obviously they are in coordination with the mayor's office. And I I know many of you heard me yesterday getting really upset about how some of my Jewish brothers have been getting picked on and punched and beat up. And I want to give a big shout-out to the island of Staten, the rock as we call it. The message they sent out with the uh, by Reverend Karen Karen Jackson, she's the co-chair of the Staten Island Interreligious Leadership, was love beats hate, and they got together at a uh, a Fairview Park in Charleston, and they basically wanted to have a gathering of rabbis and reverends and priests to say that you know Staten Island is a an island of love. Their ornaments of love were created to be placed around the community and the the ornaments say, love your neighbor and who is your neighbor? Quote, everyone. And that is so true. Um, You know, intolerance of others around us is just is the way to go. In other words, we cannot be we can't tolerate any type of bigotry, any type of hate, not because of the way someone dresses because of their religious reasons. Now, I mean, my parents like ridicule people who dress with like holes in their pants. My father's like, you actually pay to buy pants that already have holes in them? That is a very strange concept for people brought up in the era of the Depression. So I'm not talking about that. But obviously, the story I reported on yesterday was a Hasidic man walking uh, in a section of Brooklyn and getting punched in the face just because of the way he was dressed. And, and obviously, you know, I grew up in the law under the umbrella of Joe Hines, the Brooklyn DA, who, you know, had one of the biggest cases. I believe he had the the first nationally reported verdict, the first verdict of a criminal case that was reported. They broke into the evening news in the entire country in the Howard Beach case where um, two black men came into the area of Howard Beach. And just because they were black, they were chased onto the highway and, and um, that one of them was hit by a, a car and killed and the other one was beaten severely. That, you know, that wasn't, that, that should not have been tolerated in the 1980s in Queens and it can't be tolerated in Brooklyn and New York in 2022. And I'm so happy, uh, you know, whatever religion you're, you're a part of or you believe in or just get comforted by or feel solace in, we need them those religious leaders to come together and keep sending out that message, that message that this is not a city. New York City is not about 
about hate. It's about love. It's about inclusion of all of us because that's what makes New York so great. I, you know, I love Italy. I loved Ireland when I went there. And, and listen to Kevin McCullough. You hear all about Ireland. I love Greece when I went there. I loved I, I, Sydney, Australia when I went there. But you know, you know what? New York City. When you walk through New York, I, I, I love places in the Midwest and places in the South. But the, the beautiful part about New York City is when you walk around, you see every color of the rainbow of human beings, every t- different type of life experience. You're walking around Rome. You're walking around uh, uh, Berlin. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. They don't have every color of the rainbow of people, sizes, shapes, colors, religions, languages. That's what makes this place so great. And we have to be inviting to everyone. You see someone standing on the street corner and they don't know where they are. They're a tourist. Go over to them and ask them, hey, is there something I can help you with? That's what we're supposed to be as New Yorkers. Where do you want to go? Even though everyone's got Google Maps, sometimes they still get lost. Just ask them where they want to go. We should embrace everyone around us. One person that, that you know, uh, Derek Jeter embraced, I did not realize how close he was with Gerald Williams, the New York Yankees baseball player who won the World Series with them in 1996. Um, he died at 55 years old. Uh, and, and, you know, Derek Jeter said he was my best friend. He was amongst my best friends. Um, you know, he gave a lot to this city because he came back and he played in the 2001 team. And for me... And I'm a pretty significant Yankee fan. For me, even though the Yankees won, the, uh, lost the 2001 World Series, for me, that was my favorite. Because I had just lost my friend Joe Hassan. I was reeling. We all were. The whole city was. And if you remember, in the first round of the playoffs, they were playing the Oakland A's, and they were down two to nothing. Uh, two games to nothing, and it was best out of three. And we were in my backyard in Bay Ridge, and I had an old tube TV. It was my grandmother's old, like, it weighs like 300 pounds, and it's like, it's the size of a small SUV today. And we're back there with rabbit ears, and that's where we watched the flip. When Derek Jeter caught the ball from the outfield, and he flipped it to uh, Jorge Posada at home, and they got out, I believe it was Jason Giambi. And that turned that whole series around. And they won that series, and then they won the next series, and then they played the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, the, it, it was just amazing because they were they lost the two home games, the two away games, and then they came back and they had three home games, and they won two of those three. The bottom of the ninth, they're losing two outs, one tight. Scott Brocious with the hero, one night Tina Martinez with the hero, backed up by Derek Jeter, who became Mister November because they won the game on October thirty first, going into it was past midnight, and he became Mister November. And even though they lost that game seven. And with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, for me, that was the World Series where the New York Yankees delivered for this city because it lifted us up. And I remember Joe Torre saying that their manager, when you lose game seven in the bottom of the ninth, it hurts badly, but not as bad as some of the other losses that we've had. And Gerald Williams was a part of that. The first uh, were real. Uh, the first. World Series they won in 96, and then that that 2001 story team. So rest in peace, young man. 55 years old. That's hitting a little close to home. Speaking of 55, happy birthday, Judge Josh. 56 today. God bless you, folks. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. 
We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 